Welcome to Literacy Mike, where we have conversations about learning. Literacy Mike is produced by Washtenaw Literacy, believing that literacy is the foundation for a sustainable community. Washtenaw Literacy provides literacy support free of charge to adults through a network of trained tutors. Today we're talking about barriers to learning with Maisha McDaniel. Barriers block so many parts of life beyond just learning and make it hard to see the value in yourself. Maisha says something amazing in this interview. She says, I'm the J.R. Ewing of my family. Nobody likes my tactics, but they all call me when they want something done. J.R. Ewing is a ruthless soap opera character many people see as a villain. What Maisha means, though, is valuing yourself, taking ownership in yourself, using both the pretty and the ugly to learn and get stuff done. Don't forget about those street smarts. They will come in handy. Maisha is the giving coordinator and office assistant with Washtenaw Literacy. I hope you enjoy this conversation about learning. Well, y'all, Maisha, and what I do is I tell everybody in the office what to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what I do. I tell them what to do and they listen to me. But I run the office and I also handle any donations that come in. So if you make a donation to Washington Literacy, I make sure that it is booked properly and that you get the um, correct tax deductions. I also help with all um, special events, um, program. um, uh, Sounds like a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I can't even think of it. Right. It sounds like you get a chance to touch a lot of of the people and community that interacts with Washington Literacy, like maybe more so than everybody else, huh? Yeah, because people call, I answer all the calls that come in, all the emails that come in, and just the folks that stop by. You know, since I am there in the library, people sometimes just walk by and see the door and they'll say, hey, I just, I don't know what you guys do. So they come in there and I always have candy on my desk. So I think they come in just to get the candy, but they feel bad so they ask questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good tactic then. (laughs) So how'd you, how'd you get here? How, how'd you become a giving coordinator and administrative assistant for Washtenaw Literacy? I was actually working in financial aid for years, and I got kind of tired of the rigmarole of financial aid. And, and so then, for college, right, you mean? Yes, yes. I was working at Morris Tech. Um, and so then we got a new boss, and we didn't really get along. So I was like, oh, time to spread my wings. So <laughs> I um, actually started as a temp. I, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm sick of this. So I went to Manpower and came and interviewed and they called me back the next day so I started the temp. So I was a temp for like the first couple of months I was there and then I got hired in as a permanent employee. Awesome. It's obvious you've worked in school but what's the first thing you remember about learning or, or school in general? Like me for instance, the touch of painted cinder block wherever I go instantly takes me back to like first or second grade. Do you have anything like that about school or learning you can recall? Every time I see a uniform, I went to private school all of my life until I got to high school. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, so little plaid skirts. <laughs> <laughs> I think of an Aerosmith video from the 90s <laughs> when I see those plaid skirts. 
So in, in private school, that's interesting. I haven't been able to talk to anybody who's been in, in private school yet. Did you struggle at all? Did you notice any difference between your friends who went to public school versus private school in, in your experience? I had more homework. <laughs> oh, really? I just remember always having more homework than um, the friends on my block. But, and amazingly enough, actually, a couple of the people that lived in my area went to the, went to the same private school. Um, so, but yeah, I just remember always having more homework, especially in middle school. And maybe because I wanted to hang out more in middle school as opposed to in in elementary school, you know, you're getting older, you want to go right. out and try to start, you know, start going to the mall and stuff with your friends. I just remember they just, I just remember that they, they always had less homework than me. Um, it was different. Mine seemed to be harder, but I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that sometimes about <laughs> private school. Did you have any barriers or uh, challenges with learning other than it sounds like you had to work a lot harder, but was there anything with all of that that was hard like what was the most challenging subject for you to learn in school always math and science only math only like math has to do with money <laughs> so finding x and y it's um i don't like that but i love accounting because it has to do with money so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i hear i hear that a lot with with the learners i get to um interact with that Math, when it comes to money, is so much easier than any other kind of math. So I think that is incredibly common. And that kind of gets us, Maisha, into what we're talking about. The bulk of this interview um, is about barriers, but that can mean a lot of different things. What does a barrier to learning mean to you? Can you define define that in your own own opinion or your own way for the listeners here? It just means that it's not easy to get to. So I can still get there. It just takes effort. And sometimes people just don't have the effort to to get there. Right. Like, how does that play out with you and your emotions? How do you process a barrier like that when you're struggling with effort or motivation yourself? Um, I just go back to, well, especially, well, you talk about like learning or just now, like hey, in general now, so, like, in general, I kind of, let's find ways to get around it. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, I'm very savvy at, at finding shortcuts to get into the same streets. <laughs> Where do you think that comes from? That savviness? Why, why, how do you have that, that like street smart skill of savviness? I have no idea because Everybody says that I don't act, I don't act like my family. Like, I'm the J.R. Ewan of my family. Nobody likes my tactics, but they always call me when they want stuff done. <laughs> <laughs> so they like they don't like my tactics, but they're like, oh, we really need to get this done. Let's have Maisha call them. Like, they want me to act like that. <laughs> <laughs> so a real go-getter. Have you have you been that way your whole life? Have even as a little girl, were you always just like? able yeah. to get it done yeah sassy and just get it done my the and um most people like me and i'm very talkative uh, so that was my biggest problem in school was you know teachers would be like she does her work she just talks too much <laughs> right 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 it's been a common theme in talking about barriers so far that they feel isolated or when you're struggling with something and in your case as a go-getter i, I imagine 
the moments when you struggle with motivation, it can be challenging. Do you ever feel isolated or worthlessness when you face learning barriers? Because they can be really hard to deal with publicly. It almost sounds like you have the opposite case where you're, you're not isolated. You might almost run into where you're surrounded too much. Can you talk I to that effect? Like barriers when I can't do anything. I guess um, the difference with me and most people is I don't care about telling somebody I don't know how to do something. I don't know how to do it. So I'm never ashamed of not knowing how to do something because guess what? It's starting stuff I'm really good at and some stuff I'm not good at. I just know how to stay in my lane. Right. And, I, and um, I just learned that I don't need to know how to do everything, but I do need to know how to get it done. So if that means I have to outsource it to somebody else to do it, that's fine and dandy. Right, right. Or so get, get additional help with learning. You know, it's nothing wrong with asking for help. And I, I've never had a problem with it. I know a lot of people have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that. Interested in how you can get involved with Washtenaw Literacy? Come and learn about volunteer options at an ABC's of Washtenaw Literacy information session. Sessions are frequently offered, so find one that best fits your schedule at washlit.link forward slash ABC's. That's W-A-S-H-L-I-T dot L-I-N-K forward slash A-B-C-S. It sounds like you take ownership as much for the things you cannot do as you do for the things you can do. And it, it seems like you being able to, to own that, being like it is what it is, almost enables you, empowers you to, to get more done, which is good because it, it really sounds like you get stuff done. Do you think that sounds pretty accurate, that, um, that it, it almost empowers you in that sense? Yeah, because not knowing how to do something is crippling and, and then not wanting to ask for help just piles it on. So it's like you just, just ask for help. It's not that deep. <laughs> right. Which that kind of jumps into my next question that I, I've been asking is, is the management of, of something that maybe not, maybe doesn't ever go away or maybe you can completely overcome it. But what would be your advice to, to people listening to this? How do you manage or, or your advice to managing or overcoming something that's hard that you have to keep being motivated at, you know? Basically, if it's, you know, something that's hard, but you got to look at the end results. So what are you working to? I mean, you just don't want to keep running to a wall for the heck of it. But if you're running to the, to the wall to get to this new place that you need to be, then that's it. So you have to say, okay, this is hard, but once I get to this place, it'll, it'll, it's all worth it. Right. So. It's almost like you're saying you get to that wall and if you need to get through that wall, you keep banging on it, you're going to make yourself a door. Right. <laughs> but, but if you really don't need to get, you know, but that's all in, in, in thinking of, okay, so sometimes we do stuff that's really hard that doesn't need to be done. So you have to pick and choose your battles too. Like some things you need to do, but other things you can just say, you know what, it's really hard, but it's not going to get me there because you could be working double. Instead of doing it that way, you may find out to do it another way or enlist help. Because no matter how big I am, I can't break through a wall probably by myself. I would right. probably need some help. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know that's it. If you if you need the help, you need the help. But you got to make sure that this is something that you actually want to do, 
because of the end result and not just something that you're doing because somebody else is doing or because it's what's expected of you. Right. You know, we get into those things where we do stuff that's expected of us. Like, oh, I'm expected to go to college. Well, do you like school? No, not really, but I'm just expected to go to college. You know? <laughs> like, well, right. I, I say that to my learners a lot. If, if you don't want to go to college, let's talk about being an apprentice. Or let's talk about you working a job that you're going to work really good and do it that way. We'll be back with more from Aisha after we hear from the sponsors of Literacy Mike. Guess what? You are not going to know everything. Once again, owning yourself, both good and bad, is a great way to overcome barriers. This advice Maisha gives is about picking your battles and knowing when to ask for help. Let's get back into the conversation. To me, a big takeaway from your story, Maisha, is, is owning yourself, the good and the bad. And, and through kind of owning it, you kind of can figure out how to get things done a lot better. And that is kind of my next question for you. What should the listener take away like the big overhead look of of Maisha's story what what do you think you hope the listener takes away from this that you always ask for help there's nothing wrong with that and guess what you're not going to know everything I don't know right. everything but sometimes the people don't know anything else so if you act like you know what you're talking about they don't know <laughs> <laughs> fake it till you make it Learning is always fun. I like school. I've always liked school now. 
some I don't like some subjects, but I'm always <laughs> willing to 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 try something new. And sometimes I'll like I'm grown now, and I'm I can't see. My eyes are all messed up, and I was like, wow, if it didn't cost like twelve thousand dollars in two years of school, I would go to school to be an opt- you know opt- optical assistant just so I can know why my eyes don't work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just me. I am always looking to learn something new so you can always learn something new and you can you know just don't stop trying to learn something new even if it's you know what you don't what somebody might not think is being very essential but it's to you if you just want to learn you know how to make your skin glow or you know how to remove toxins out of your body somebody might not think that that's very important but it's important to you so right right i think that's i think that's a great way to wrap this up because to me, I think you talking to us about taking ownership and having fun and loving to learn, I think it's a really profound thing to say. And it might be really simple to some people, but I think it is very, very profound to to take ownership in yourself, to to love to learn and to have fun doing it. And I think you do really represent that, at least in my interactions with you. Um, it's always been embodied in you. I, I mean, Maisha, I really thank you so much for being a guest on Literacy Mike and having a conversation with me about learning. I think it's gone very well. What do you think? Two enthusiastic thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed having that conversation and owning myself both the savvy and the street is something I have to work really hard at, especially being an anxious person. Owning yourself entirely lets you see where you gotta work. It lets you acknowledge that you are not perfect. It humbles you enough to reach your hand out for help. Taking those first steps as an adult learner often means asking for help. Pride or shame can be a powerful barrier to learning. But if you own yourself, you can check yourself. Maisha is profound. And that advice will help you learn forever to come. Thank you. Join us again for Literacy Mike, where we have conversations about learning.